0: Welcome to Alternative Dog Moms podcast. I'm Kimberly Gautier, the creator of Keep the Tail Wagging. For the past nine years, I've been blogging about raw feeding, pet wellness, and life as a crazy dog mom. I've seen massive improvements in my dog's health since I started raising my dogs naturally, and I'm passionate about sharing my experience to help other pet parents.
1: I'm Erin Scott. For the past nine years, I've been researching and learning everything I can about healing cancer, allergies, autoimmune, and mystery illnesses in both my dogs and myself, and I can't wait to share with you everything I've learned on this journey. As the Alternative Dog Moms, we're bringing you all the latest dog health news that we're following and sharing the tips, tricks, and resources we learn along the way. Now, let's get started.
0: Hello, Kimberly. Hello, Erin. <laughs> so tell me all about the conference. Okay. I'm sending you a picture, but anyway, um, it was a good conference. It was two days. Okay. So this is a deal about Thriving Pet Expo and Carrie Hyde, who is the host of this event. This is probably one of the best pet conferences in the country ever. And the reason why isn't I mean, great speaker lineup, but that's not it. No other conference does what Carrie does. So first of all, she had us occupied from 7.30 in the morning until 8 in the evening, the first day. So there's intros, there's breakfast, and breakfast wasn't like, you know, here's, you know, the continental breakfast or whatever it's called. Here's a banana and a stale muffin. (laughs) No, 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 no. There is, I mean, I can't even tell you, like- Eggs and the eggs have some type of fancy cheese in them. You know, scrambled eggs with a fancy cheese, tons of bacon. I mean, like a mound of bacon. There is someone that, that was there, Michael, who was there from Animal Biome, and he comes. I actually just at one. <laughs> okay, so I'm not an extrovert, but when I'm at conferences like this, And I see people I want to talk to because I have questions about things. I am like the biggest social butterfly like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) Because this is like an opportunity. It's like, you know, if I were in a room full of the Avengers, and not even just the Avengers, the writers, I would just, I have questions. And why did you choose this? And this is what it was. I'm like in this room of people who have answers. So I walked around. Set my plate down and went and grabbed people and said, Would you mind coming and having breakfast with me? I have questions. And so I was surrounded by these people. So Michael was from Animal Biome. He comes and sits down, has a plate that's mile high with bacon. <laughs> Just in like he, he, he was there, like, You know what? It's here. I love bacon. I'm a man it. after my own heart. Yep. And when he sat down, I was just like, oh, thank God. Because I didn't have as much bacon as he did. But <laughs> I did have bacon. And I went even further because it was a mound of bacon. I took and went into the bacon to find the pieces that I wanted. <laughs> so I, had I like bacon. the crunchier bacon. I had about 10 pieces of bacon. He had about 30. And it was <laughs> insane. I can't was, eat more than like three pieces. <laughs> he was like, I like my bacon. And I was just like, I see, but it's like, I feel so much better about what I just did. But, um, but so bacon, eggs, um, you know, like the potato like mixes. So you can just put your bacon and eggs on it. Um, oatmeal, um, tons of different types of pastries, fruit, Uh, all of that, (laughs) all of that. And, and I probably didn't even cover everything, but anything you could think about, there were no pancakes, there were no waffles, but it was all the rest of it and it was delicious. So that's breakfast. Lunch is a chicken dish and a salmon dish. The salmon dish, which I was, I had it last year too, was so good. Um, salads. Um, there was a, a, think a quinoa salad that was so good. Um, I'm trying to think of what else there was, you know, desserts, sorbet, which the second day, I can't remember what the first day sorbet was, but the second day sorbet was raspberry. And I had two servings of that. Um, But yeah, the meals are just astounding. And then we're on our own for dinner. So, um, So that's one thing that's different because other conferences will do sort of like this lunch box with a sandwich and some chips and and a, a bottle of water or a soda. Weird and,
1: fact about me, I don't eat sandwiches unless they're hot. Like a grilled cheese I'll eat, but I don't eat any kind of cold cuts or
0: like I will eat salads. sandwiches if I make them myself because I'm very basic when it comes to sandwiches. I don't I only want meat and cheese on it. And Same. and when I go out, it seems like a waste of money to order that. Yeah. Not to mention the judgment that you get as they constantly say, and that's all? Are you sure you don't want? And that's all? Because they're also thinking, why are you about to spend $8 on something that costs $2? And it's like, (laughs) you're right, I will do this at home. But other than that, hot sandwiches. I like Ruben's, they're delicious. So, but yeah, so the meals were astounding. We had open mic night. We had um, um and during which we played the dating game, but the dating game was more of a guess, like I was one of the contest I was is it the con- yeah, the contestant, and I and we all of us everyone took a piece of paper, wrote a name just of a famous person, ripped it into threes, and put it in a big hat. so basically the three people on the other side of the curtain picked up a name and they had to basically be that person. You didn't have to like mimic their voice or anything, but you gave out hints that you were that person. And it was like so much fun. Plus we all cheated. So, cause I was just like, I'm terrible (laughs) with names. I know it sounds familiar. Give me a hint. And this woman in front of me, she's like, Frank. And I'm like, yes, Sinatra. And you know, but it was, it was fun. And we're just hanging out and talking. I did a speech during open mic where I did a rant about the state of the raw feeding community and how I was just very disappointed in the fact that we have basically distanced each other from ourselves and, and we don't, um, is that Nino? Yeah.
1: He just busted in. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Apollo's at the door, but it's closed. So he can't, but, but every now and then he sort of hits the door. It's either Apollo or Bella. They're just sort of like, why are we outside? But, um, but yeah, so it was like a really, Oh, Two crazy cat ladies were there. And they had all of these sketches where it was sort of like going in and how to talk to a vet. And the sketches were funny and great. And it was a really fantastic, just a really great event. It was so much fun. Do you know what a poetry slam is? That's yeah. what I'm picturing you up there like. I know.
1: <laughs> Being dramatic. And
0: then we need to do that. <laughs> I can't think of any rhyming words, but it's like, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) We need to collaborate (laughs) instead of. (laughs) Stop,
1: collaborate, and listen.
0: (laughs) So yeah, it was such a fun event. Um, Lots of great people, lots of great conversations, you know, just sitting down and talking. Um, I, I truly think that events that don't put in a lot of thought into the food are missing an opportunity because that was where the best conversations were had where we were just sitting around talking and oh my God, this was so amazing. So I'm sitting down eating. It was eating, I don't know what meal it was. I'm not even gonna try and it doesn't even matter. But a woman turns to me that was at my table and looks at me and goes, Is your name Kimberly? And I was like, yeah. She was like, did your dog die recently? Did you recently lose a dog? And I was just like, yeah. She's like Rodrigo, right? And I was just like, yeah. She did not know about my blog or anything. The post got so much attention that, because I told you that it reached over a million people. That's how she found it. Aww. was it came through her feed. And she was just like, what you wrote was so touching and so spot on. And and I was just like, oh my God, look at Rodrigo Aww. just still doing his work. Alive, yeah. It was just, it was great. It was great meeting Poppy. She came up to me and spoke to me, but I'm horrible with names and faces. So I was just like, you look familiar, but I don't know who you are. And so, and then I was like, oh, the podcast. And she was like, yes. And I'm like the eye stuff. And she was like, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, you, you sent me on a rabbit hole that <laughs> was fabulous. So it was fun talking to her. Okay, so that's all I have to say. Um, I no, it's not. There were the perfect number of of sponsors. I feel because you got to spend time. Like everyone seemed to be able to spend time and ask questions and talk to different people, and that was really nice. Um, I met I can't remember the name of the brand, but I um they're sending me some of their waterless shampoo. Um, and I'm super excited to get it because this is the best time to get my dogs because um, I don't bathe them that often and it's going to be wet dog smell for the next yeah. six months. <laughs> so that's going to be nice. It was, I think it was like Mr. Suzuki or something like that. Oh, okay. um, I want to get some I took a that. Picture, Oh, I took a picture of it, but it, it, what I loved about it was that it didn't have a scent. So it's just that's like, even it's
1: better.
0: Yeah. It's like effective, but it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be like, Axe body spray. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Yes. Suzuki. Yeah. Mr. Suzuki pet care. Dry shampoo. So So
1: I was just thinking of that from like a rescue and shelter perspective. When we very first adopted Penny and brought her home, she had been spayed, but she had not been bathed Mm. and we weren't allowed to bathe her because Mm. of the sutures and she smelled so bad. (laughs) <laughs> and we were trying to come up with all these ways to like get you a know, cleaner with a washcloth. And of course, it's like this dog that's kind of like, who are you? I don't know who you are, why are you all touch me, you know? And so that would be a wonderful thing for those yeah. kinds of
0: situations. Yeah, it was just so I got I asked for because I was going to buy it, but I couldn't bring it back. So I was going to order and they're like, no, we'll send it to you. So I wanted a spray bottle and a refill package because I was like, I'm going to use the hell out of this. Yeah, that's and awesome. that was like my big thing. I mean, because I know that there's another brand that does a waterless shampoo and I cannot think of the name, but they have a really great product and you can control the scent, but it's not scentless. But this one, I love the fact that it just has zero scent to yeah, it. Yeah, I love And then too. it also conditions the skin. And so you can just take it, like I can run back, like do the opposite of their coat, spray it so it gets down into their skin, rub it down and um, just let it dry. So yeah, that's I'm pretty,
1: awesome.
0: I'm pretty excited. So, but, um, it was a lot of, a lot of great things, a lot of great people, a lot of great talks. Um, it was nice to have an entire bed to myself for a couple of days. <laughs> um, when I got home, I mean, cause I miss my dog so much, but when I got home and I slept with him for the first night, um, I was just like, no, 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 no. Because Apollo was like, where were you? And he like, Was glued to my side the first night when I got home, and so when we I got into bed, he was like right along my side, and I was just like, "Okay, we're gonna have to figure this out." And I even um, looked up how much it would, how how big a king size bed was, because I was like, "I need to get a king size bed." (laughs) Yeah, we have a king size, (laughs) and it's not that much bigger than my bed. A a king size is is I think it says sixteen inches longer than a queen but it's the same width as a as a queen and a california king is not as long but it is it is longer and it's just a little like a few inches wider so it's like oh well that was shock i i don't know what i thought i knew that a california king i either a king or a california king was the size of two twins put together i thought but i i honestly don't know but yeah but now we've gotten into our groove again, so everyone is calm and in, in time enough for me to probably take off in a week. Yeah. <laughs> but the next one won't be as, as long.
1: So you were there for real mushrooms, right? Yes. Yes, I did. And so did you get to learn more about their products or talk to people about their stuff?
0: I did. And what's amazing is that, one, the papers, that they have a lot of informational stuff. And Joni has it all laminated and organized. And it was so fascinating just reading through all of the information. And it was so much, and it was, I was, I surprised myself that I know a lot more about mushrooms than I realized, because I was able to answer people's questions about how I use them, why I use particular ones. So the, it was it was a lot of fun just to um, hang out with her, and they're going to invite me to do more events next year. So oh, cool. I was just like, as long as they're on the West Coast, I am totally down. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like flying cross country, but um, but yeah, it was it was a really fun event. I'm looking forward to the Feed real Summit, and then after that, you know, a nice long long break. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of peopling, yes, exactly, so how are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm okay,
0: <laughs> and that is it, folks. Thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs> so any um any new dog sightings uh
1: no so it's very funny we uh I don't even think I've told this story on the podcast, but Back in August, we had planned to do a meet and greet for a dog. And then there was a whole lot of confusion uh, at the shelter where she was, and we never got to meet her. And so I still have people, She. it turned out the dog ended up getting transferred into a rescue, and I still have people trying to help me figure out what rescue she's in because it's <laughs> none of like the usual ones around this area. And so they've been... Uh, putting out inquiries for me to see if we can find this this one dog. Aww. And then we I have my eye on another one today. I basically fall in love every day. <laughs> it's easy to do. But, you know, Nina's had something weird going on with his health. We're still trying to get that all figured out and I guess until I get that figured out, I feel like I'm not ready to bring in a dog and throw anything else off. <laughs> it makes sense.
0: It's it's funny cuz I've didn't realize how much of my focus was on Rodrigo. First it was Sydney, then it was Scout, then it was Rodrigo. And now that I I feel so off center. Yeah. Because everything is so easy. Like, yeah. And, and it's not that Rodrigo was hard. It was just that there were all these, we've talked about this before, all these extra steps, all these things I had to think about. Like if it's meal time, like when I was thinking about, okay, so I'm going on at 5 30 with Aaron. I haven't fed the dogs yet. It's gonna take 20 minutes, but it's like, nope it's not going to take 20 minutes. Um, (laughs) I can just feed the dogs. I can just give them whatever. So I gave them a rabbit head and, and some other food and they're fine. And it's, that's kind of weird. Just the whole, um, the easiness of everything. And now I can, I just take them, load them up in the car. I did that yesterday, load them up in the car. And it's like, let's go for a walk. And we had a great walk. And, you know, it was, it was really kind of, it's, I've decided, it's not that Rodrigo was too hard. I think for me, since I do the bulk of the care, four dogs was insane. It was just (laughs) too much for me. Um, And I feel like three dogs is fine because I can really focus on each dog and what they need individually. And so I know like Zoe is almost 10 years old. She's my senior dog. And so I have a whole regimen for her to take care of her. And she got I don't know if we talked about this, but she got stung by a hornet.
1: Oh, no, I didn't know that.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so this is where the Internet is a dangerous place. (laughs) You got that right. Because she got stung by a hornet. But, of course, I convinced myself that she had an abscess. and needed to have her tooth pulled. And so I texted my friend and was like, I need to get Zoe in this week because I think we need to have a tooth pulled. And Part of like the back of my mind, I remember Zoe walking up from an area where I know that there's a beehive. It's actually a hornet's nest underground, the African hornet to be particular. Oh. And um, that was probably the the during the day and the night was when I noticed that part of her face was swollen. And what threw me off as far as it, is that the last time like Apollo got stung in the face, his whole face was swollen. It was just like this big sad puffy pillow. And she just had this little knot on her cheek right above her, her molar. And so that's what made me think it was an abscess. But it went down, you know, I just started doing the, you know, the, the horse version of the ease and um, giving her um, Arnica and um, just saying, you know, we got it, we had an appointment for a couple of, I think it was like a Wednesday and I and I was getting her in on a I think it was a Tuesday and I was going to get her in on Friday. And since she didn't seem to be in pain, um, I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not going to be in a, too much of a hurry. And I, I always just like Ashley to look at my dogs. And she was going to be in on Friday. And by the time we got there, she was fine. I mean, the next day you could tell the swelling, the following morning, the swelling was down a little bit. Um, The following evening it was completely down. And I was just sort of like, did I imagine it? And Yohan was like, No, I saw it too. And I'm like, good, because I feel crazy. And but I kept the appointment because I I'm the one that went on the internet and decided that it was an abscess. So I really (laughs) think that I need to have a professional look at this. So I took her in and told Ashley. Ashley of course laughed at me because she knows me well and she knows that this is what I do. And um she but I had her look at her teeth anyway because she did have some teeth dental concerns when she had her cleaning earlier this year. And she was like, no, her teeth look good. And so I was happy. So we were like, this was the morning before I was going to get on my flight. So I went in, she looked at her teeth, everything's fine, went home and then finished getting ready to go and, and headed down to California.
1: So I'm laughing because, you know, where we are on the East coast, you know, there's a lot of ticks you got to watch out for. And If there's going to be a tick on somebody, my husband is the one who's going to find it. He has this great eye for it. But he also overreacts at times. (laughs) And every once in a while, Nina will get these little, like, it's like kind of like the size of like a pimple but it's almost like a blood blister or something, and it'll, like, turn black from, like, dark blood, like, scabby mm-hmm. blood, and then it'll just kind of peel off. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he – it's, like, some kind of scratch or something. I don't know. He just gets these things every once in a while. So, you know, it'll just be, like, a regular calm evening around the house, and all of a sudden it's, like, Tick! Tick! <laughs> like, it's a and we have like this tick removal tool and i have to do that and i have to get like alcohol and a flashlight so we can like, he's always like there's terrible lighting in this house i need the flashlight and then it'll be like oh it's just a scab and oh my god that so pretty so... much like every other week this happens but more times than not it's just like a scab or something and not
0: <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm, like, literally tearing up. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, sound the tick alarm in in our house. Oh, my God. That is so great.
1: (laughs) But, like, he'll find them on himself. He's found them on me. Like, I... Like, because they terrify me, especially with my hair, that, like, I, they could get in my hair and I wouldn't see. But, yeah, like, one time Tim's just like, oh, my God, you have a tick on your arm. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like if there's going to a tick, he'll find it. But sometimes he finds just, like, a mole or
0: something. I'm so gr- grateful. We, I mean, I know that there are ticks here. But so far, you know, knock on wood, we have not had an issue with ticks at all. Well, because
1: it's the Lyme disease, you know, that's so
0: freaky. Yeah. You know, and it can like present in such weird ways and stuff. there's also a thing where a tick where it causes paralysis in dogs. I I remember years ago, I saw that a dog was going to be put down and then they found a tick while well, they were actually about to euthanize this dog. I feel like I've heard that story, too. Yeah, and they removed the tick, and then all of a sudden movement came back. And I'm just like, what? Ticks can do that? I mean, it's just like, oh. I mean, yeah, I'm just staying in Washington. I'm, I'm going to die here. I'm just too <laughs> afraid of the rest of the world. I just can't. But, um, but yeah, Johan, I'm going to say – Everyone who's listening, you know, hold on to your butts. But Johan fed the dogs, and I'm using air quotes, kibble, because I was delayed. My flight was delayed, and I had to stay overnight, another night, and come for back the to the conference. Yeah. yeah, for the conference. And Johan was like, what am I going to feed the dogs? Fortunately, I did throw some food into the fridge to thaw while I was gone. And so I was pretty sure that was going to be fine. But I also had a pup above and they have an air dried food. And so it's kind of a crunchy. And so we laugh at calling it the kibble. It's not kibble, but he fed them that. And I was just curious to know what the dogs would do. If they would be like, would it be like if you had kids and they have these meals and then all of a sudden, oh, let's have McDonald's tonight. Or <laughs> And they'd be like, what's this? And so the dogs didn't really care. He was just like, so did they eat it? Did they get it? And he was just like, yeah, they were just sort of like, all right, whatever. Because they actually, it was basically their morning meal. Cause I think I came back Monday instead of Sunday, Monday morning instead of Sunday evening. And so it was just sort of like their morning meal. Cause I was just like, like, you don't have to feed them. They're fine. I'll feed them when I get home. But you could tell there was like this silence on the phone. And I was like, if you need to feed them, feed them this. Cause I'm curious to know if, if they'll eat it and they ate it with no issues. I don't know what I was expecting to happen. I guess I <laughs> wanted to know if they would look at it and be like, yeah, this is, this is wrong. This is not food. Doing, what is this? Or if they would be like, what's this? You're giving us treats or not to say that the pup above is, is bad food, but it's, since it's so different than what they're used to eating, right. but no, it was like completely anticlimactic for me and <laughs> it was fine. like, <laughs> But I've, that's why I have it on hand. I have it on hand. Um, it just in case, if I'm not around and something needs to happen, because even though Johan is perfectly capable of feeding the dogs, I just feel so guilty because of the measuring and, and I didn't put any rules on the fridge, any instructions on the fridge. So, you know, he didn't have, I made it so that he didn't have to do anything. And I was just like, so tired. It was like, after being, we we're talking late at night and I was just like, yeah, just feed him the stuff in the morning. It's fine. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I had a super early appointment this morning and Tim had to give Nino breakfast and like oh it was a whole ordeal. <laughs> like, I had to leave written instructions. I was still getting like text messages and
0: calls. Like <laughs> I know, and it's just like it makes me feel partly guilty and partly like insane. Like it's it, is it? Am I really making this that complicated? I'm like, it's only one dog. <laughs> I know. But I also feed on the fly. Like, I just feed whatever. Like, for dinner tonight, the dogs had um, mackerel, their normal grind, and I think in a chicken egg. And that's what I put. Oh, and the Gussie's gut. And that's what I put into the bowl. And I just, I can't explain that. I can't tell Johanna. Just open the fridge and grab three things. And I put know. It in. <laughs> put in the bowl, but make sure it, it measures out to be this much, this much and this much for each dog. And because if I start explaining it, I'll go too far because I also have a way of setting the bowls on the counter. It used to be like four, you know, a, a square, but now that it's three dogs, it's a triangle with, it goes Bella, um, Apollo, and then Zoe. And I just have a way of doing it. And I know that if I start if I, if I start explaining the just the the part he needs to know, I just know I'll go too far. And and I just, so it's better for me to just like, that's what the pup of up is for. <laughs> it's better for him to just just give him that. And I just told him one and a half cup for, for Apollo and then one cup each for Zoe and Bella. And I don't know if that was the right amount. <laughs> or not. I just said that, you know, I'll be home soon. Just give him that. It's one meal. Yeah. Then- <laughs> Um, and he was like, do you have to hydrate it? And I was like, you probably do. But I was just like, no, just throw it in the bowl. It's fine. <laughs> and they ate it. <laughs> but yeah, Billy was there. Green Juju was there. I gave my cat. I went to them because I fed my cat the rabbit, their rabbit food. And he went crazy for it. Oh, And I almost bought more today because I was just like, oh, my God, he really loves this. But um, I'm not ready to commit to buying rabbit food every month. So I decided I'll get it. Cause today's wild Wednesday at my pet store. So I think I'll pick it up tomorrow or tomorrow, next month. My, yeah. The rabbit was a hit, even though it's formulated for dogs, cats or cats can eat it too, because it has the right amount of pro, or taurine in it. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Yeah. I did not know this. I also learned that, um, there are all, all kinds of little things. i I will admit I didn't pay close attention to a lot of the stuff because I was just sort of like using the time to catch up on my blogging. But something that Rita Hogan said about, you know, just working on the lymphatic system and that turmeric is really good for this to get things moving and going. So I've been doing that with the dogs, but focusing more on Zoe because of her age. But yeah, it was, it was really kind of a cool, it was, it was, it was a really cool event. I'm Really impressed with it, and I I look forward to going again next year.
1: That one's a hard one for me to get to because there's no d-
0: direct flights like anywhere on the East Coast to there. <laughs> I know it is. It's it's and well things have gotten so expensive because I remember I was going to go to the Healthy Dog Expo, but my flight was either going to be fifteen hundred dollars if I flew overnight, or three thousand dollars if I flew during the day, and oh those are the direct flights. But the connections were like you're going to be basically in and out of airports for the next 12 hours. Right. And for a you know a one or two day conference, that just wasn't worth. It. If I was staying for a week or two weeks, that's okay, maybe. But, yeah. You know, for a, a weekend, no, absolutely not. It's just sort of like I would spend, you know, most of my time. I would have had to take extra days off because I already travel. Yeah, I take the day that I'm traveling off and I take the day after I return off just to sort of recuperate. But I was going to have to tack on two extra days in order to go. And I was just like, it just wasn't going to work out, especially at that price. And I've seen that some of the airfares are coming down here and there. But yeah, I mean, I would have been so bummed out if I were flying back to the East Coast And my flight got canceled Yeah, because, you know, so many people were, who were, that was just one leg of the journey, their entire trip got screwed up. Right. And so, and, and I saw a lot of people that had kids with them and it was just like, oh, oh, that's my nightmare. I know. Right. So it was, it was pretty good. Okay. So you sent me a link to an article. I did. And it is called gut bacteria found in wild wolves may be key to improving domestic dogs' health. And this is October 3rd, 2023. And the first thing I did was do a search for Adored Beast and the Wolf. Because I was just like, you guys, have you guys heard of the Adored Beast? Because <laughs> I feel like Julianne already cracked this one <laughs> you know, with that with that product. But I thought it was, I did think it was really interesting.
1: And it, um, this article is specifically was testing a strain of bacteria, you know, found in wolves uh, systems that was healing for dogs that have inflammatory bowel disease. Yeah. So it actually, you know, had like a, a proven medical benefit, I guess, was what this was looking
0: at, which I, yeah. And I'm curious, to you know, like, okay, so this is a great thing. Does this is this going to open up some type of synthetic supplement that they're going to try to sell to us, or well, are going to go to you know Julianne Lee's route? Well, it says the research
1: is an important step toward a dietary supplement or food additive <laughs> capable of steering the composition of a dog's gut microbiome back towards that of the wolf, which it has common ancestry. Dogs were the first domesticated animal the modern dog diet high in carbohydrates does not reflect a wolf's diet. For example, starches and processed food are resistant to digestion, and that can have a negative impact on the microbial community in a dog's GI tract. And in turn, it's gastric physiology. And I I thought this was so funny, you know, because we had talked last week with Dr. Royal about Mm -hmm. People who in the veterinary community are, are criticizing raw feeders and fresh feeders like the dog's been domesticated. It doesn't need to eat like a wolf. But yeah. we've made dogs so sick that the only way to get them better is for them to figure out how to get wolf, <laughs> wolf poop into them.
0: I mean, and, and I think the thing that's so funny about it is that, I mean, I I think as far as like the kibble world, they're doing Two things. One, they're making a ton of money because people will buy their products and people will believe that, you know, Kibble is better. And two, they are absorbing a lot of waste and they're putting it into their, they've created pet food out of it. So I don't think that that'll ever go away. But whenever I see things like this, it's like, oh, a part of me is like, finally, exactly, see? But then the other part, again, is like, how are they going to ruin this and turn it into something synthetic or co-opt it to say that this food is has a strain of wolf, but not explain, but we baked it five times.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> and it
0: killed we did high heat
1: processing, killed anything <laughs> beneficial in it, yeah. But
0: at some point in time, we did throw like a, a quarter teaspoon into the batch. So, yay. <laughs> yeah. You anyway, know, I had someone come to my, it was really strange. I don't even remember what the discussion was um, on my um, Instagram But it had nothing to do with kibble or specifically prescription kibble. But the person came and they started going, you know, no matter how you feel about prescription kibble, and they went on this like little rant of several comments. And I was just like, I responded, I'm confused because this conversation has nothing to do with prescription kibble or kibble at all. Um, Can you tell me, you know, like what inspires you to leave this here? But the person never responded. But it did make me think that I think just the fact that I create content about raw feeding, I is I'm automatically anti-kibble. And so everything I post, people kind of feel like I'm slamming kibble. Or I shouldn't say all people, but you know, the some people feel like I'm slamming kibble when I'm not. But that just remind you the article that you sent me reminded me of that is that the Hills food that's for, you know, like digestive issues and all of that, you know. It's like, yeah, you can do that or you can try the wolf, which is a pro. I'm just curious to know, like for dogs that do have digestive issues, I know that there are some serious issues that, you know, I'm not even going to discuss, but something like leaky gut, you know, I took a break from Gussie's gut because I'm just sort of like, you know, my dogs are healthy. I can't really tell if it's doing anything for them. And before I started Gussie's gut, I was alternating products from the Adored Beast line il- along with um, Protect from Four Leaf Rover. So I put all those away and it's like, nope, I'm not going to use these. I'm just going to do the Gussie's gut. And I just didn't see any type of like, woo, look at my dogs. Look at their coat is extra, extra shiny. Um, just didn't notice anything. So I decided to take a break to see what would happen. Apollo's poo had so much mucus on it. It was insane. I mean, like, you, it was like, what is wrong with you?
1: Wow. Because
0: it was covered in mucus. And so, and it was at a level where we're going to have to go to the vet. And my biggest concern was I now go to a traditional vet. So this is going to be a tough conversation if we had to get into nutrition. But I was like, well, I did take him off the Gussie's gut. I do know that he, has the beginning stages of leaky gut due to the Innovative Pet Labs test. So why don't I put him back on the Gussie's gut and see what happens? Within 36 hours, his poop was perfectly fine. Wow. And what's funny is that I started him on the Adored Beast products when after I went to Thrive Pet Expo last year because that was my biggest concern was the leaky gut and the what his poo looked like. And so I've just been, he did he doesn't get a product every day, but he gets it, you know, at least five days a week. And I'm just going back and forth between love bug, flora, um, gut soothe and the wolf and, and protect. So five products I'm throwing at my dog, but not at the same time. And I just didn't really think about the fact that I had been doing that for, um, close to a year Yeah, and, and I thought, you know, well, maybe his gut's healed. Well, at the same time that I took a break from Gussie's gut, I was also feeding this new chicken recipe that I put together. And I do not think it sat well with him at all. Just the, his his gut's response to it was so aggressive with the amount of mucus. It was insane. So now he's back to square one. I will no longer be feeding him chicken. <laughs> we have moved to Guinea hen and Cornish game hen, which are similar to chicken, but not quite the same. And he does well on them. So there you go.
1: I ended up in a conversation a couple nights ago where somebody mentioned vegan kibble. <laughs> and this was not a health oriented dog group. It was more like a rescue shelter oriented group of people that were talking And one of the people's like, oh, I had a foster dog I had that thrived on the vegan kibble because she was just so allergic, you know, to everything. And I'm just sitting there like, (laughs) and I'm I'm literally like chomping my mouth shut, you know, and and one of my friends was just laughing at me and and is like texting me like, how hard are you biting your tongue right now? (laughs) And I'm like, I'm not going to start because that was not the purpose of what I was involved in, you know yeah. what I mean? But I am just like, it's oh. It's
0: tough because it's like the vegan kibble conversation is so hard for me because on one hand, if a dog truly is allergic to all of these different proteins fed in kibble form, then maybe taking all of those out of the mix and feeding them a vegan kibble, you're going to see a change. I think years ago, Rodney did a – Interview. I don't know. I think it was with me, to be honest, um, where he talked about the honeymoon period and how when you drastically change your dog's diet, there is going to be some improvement. You are going to have this honeymoon period where it's like, whoa, look at how great my dog is doing. But that doesn't mean that you've dealt with the issues. It just means that you you're dog's body is like having some relief, but you still need to get in there and take care of the issues. And that's kind of how I feel about vegan kibble. There's still issues that need to be taken care of because, I mean, I don't think um, Apollo is allergic to chicken or has a chicken sensitivity. His is more, there is a local farm that I can get chicken from, and he just doesn't do well on their chicken. He does fine on their beef, but he just doesn't do well on their chicken. But I don't know. I I just don't. I buy chicken from the store and I chop it up as raw meaty bones. He does fine on that, but he just can't have chicken on a daily basis for an extended period of time. And I I switch proteins every week, so he cannot have a week's worth of chicken. So far, it seems to be just this chicken from this farm. But that's actually the only chicken recipe that I've ever fed him. <laughs> is from this farm, and it's just been this this past summer. So it's just not up to snuff, but I still, I took it out of his diet, but I still need to figure out, you know, what's going on that he can't eat this chicken. It could be something that's specific to that farm and he'll never be able to eat it. Or it could be that I just need to keep chicken out of his diet. But, you know, I'm, I'd really like to know and make sure that there isn't some underlying issue that I have to take care of before I just, you know, go, no more chicken. Because chicken is affordable. And so if I can feed it, I would like to. Nino does not like chicken. Wow. Apollo or Scout was like that. He did not like chicken. He would smell the bowl and just he would back away two steps and then just sit down looking sad while everyone else was eating.
1: Yeah, I had gotten some some raw chicken, you know, for him to do is like raw meaty bone kind of stuff. Chicken mm-hmm.
0: backs won't touch it. <laughs> would he eat it? Like would he eat cooked chicken? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, cuz my dogs will have cooked chicken, but I know cooking it changes it. He wants the cooked chicken that Tim makes with all the seasoning and everything. <laughs> of course he does. Of course he
1: does.
0: <laughs> of course he does. But yeah, I I actually um, Cause I cook ground, it's usually ground turkey because that comes in a family pack and you can get, you can get it. I can get it where I am affordably with low fat. You can't get chicken that way. I mean, they do have ground chicken, but it's just not. And then of course there's, I was at Costco today and I I love their rotisserie chicken so much, but it, I can't eat a whole chicken to myself. And Johan, he'll like sometimes eat it, but mostly he's just like, yeah, I don't want it. Really? And yeah. He he will eat the chicken if it's already cut up, but he doesn't like to cut it up. We used to have like an electric knife to, to carve it up. He doesn't like to carve it. And he doesn't like the way I carve it because he was like, you just butcher the hell. He's like, I don't know what you think you're doing. I don't know why you're so mad at the chicken, but it's just insane. And I can't eat that. Whereas I'm like, I'll eat it, but I just can't eat it all. Um, so I, if I get one, I have to go through and pull all the skin off and, and do all of that. And then, um, I split it with the dogs.
1: <laughs> I do. I will say I'm not a huge fan of eating chicken on the bone. So Tim handles
0: all of the <laughs> taking care of it for me. <laughs> I would, I would like to, I would just like to have plain chicken. Um, without and
1: yes, vomit. I eat like a five-year-old in case
0: anybody's on <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't think I eat like a five year old, but I am particular <laughs> and I'm t- particular to a point where it's embarrassing. And so I, I just rather eat at home sometimes, or yeah, that's too. why I go to the exact same restaurants over and over again, because I know exactly what I'm going to get. And if I ask for something weird, they know me because I've been coming here for 20 years. So they know, and they'll even sometimes remind me, Hey, do you want this? Cause I'll, I'll change up a complete recipe because it's like, I, like I love at our local Mexican restaurant and this isn't like a big, (laughs) I'm, I don't order off the kids menu, but sometimes I feel like I am, but I love cheese enchiladas and I will have cheese enchiladas, but sometimes I want cheese enchiladas with onions. And I don't know why, maybe my body is saying you need something that's in the onions, but it's so good. Sometimes, sometimes (laughs) it's not so yeah.
1: So I was talking to my my vet yesterday and she mentioned something that was interesting about how our microbiomes change with spring and fall. Really? And that I thought that was really interesting and we were talking about how that would affect the dogs. But I have noticed myself the last couple of weeks, I have not had much of an appetite and like mm. nothing seems particularly appetizing to me. Um
0: That's interesting. I have
1: not like lost my taste. It's not like a COVID thing or anything. It's just you know it's like, what are you in the mood for??" And it's like, eh, like nothing
0: sounds particularly good, you know. Um, you know what's funny is I wonder if that if that's the true explanation behind wanting comfort food, mm. because we've had like the weather change here. I mean, we had a sunny afternoon, but it was raining all all this morning. but when I got back, I got back on Monday. And it was, you know, raining—not horribly—but I just drove over to Costco because they have—they take the rotisserie chicken and make um, chicken and noodles soup. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, I know, and that sounded so good, and it has been. And I went and I got crackers, and I sprinkled crackers in it, and it was so delicious. And you know, even though they had they have chicken and noodle soup off and on year round, this time of year is that's what I wanted. I, and I today I went back. And I got chili because that's what I wanted. Whereas other times of the year, it sounds good, but, you know, it's what I eat. I never really thought about it until you brought it up. Does change, but I always thought it was because of the temperature. I'm pretty sure that probably has something to do with it. But it would be interesting to know about, you know, how our microbiome changes. And I wonder, like with our dogs, how, what they would do. I mean, because they don't really have control. Well, they're right. gonna feed. They're gonna eat what we feed them. So it's not like if they. I haven't noticed my dog not being in a mood for something though. So lucky me.
1: <laughs> well, she was saying that she has a lot of dogs that are having issues flaring up over the last couple of weeks, and that in Chinese medicine, that that you know correlates with the change in the seasons. And so basically, if your dog has like an allergy that just popped up, mm. or some kind of something that just popped up, that That makes sense with like right now with the change in the seasons. I thought that was
0: interesting. Then I always attributed that to also to allergies. But then that makes sense because the microbiome is shifting. That means the immune system is doing something different. So things like that can get through. That's interesting. Like Penny would always
1: flare up uh, in like this time of year and all of her UTI stuff that she had last year started at this time of Mm -hmm. year. And so it was just interesting looking back, like there was definitely a connection there with that. Yeah, that is,
0: that is really interesting. Yeah. I love learning all this stuff. (laughs) I do too. I just, I think it's fascinating. I mean, it reminds me of the, you know, going back to the, the, I don't know if it's Bobby or Bobby, but the, The longest living dog, and I was talking to a a girlfriend of mine about the dog the other day, and I was just sort of like, you know, and she's one of those people that, like you and me, where we have questions. It's sort of like it's not about. I don't doubt anything. I don't care about that aspect of it. It's just that I have questions, and I just remember when I was trying to ask questions about um, the dog's diet you know, and and people are like, well, it says in all the articles, the dog eats organic vegetables and um, he eats herbs and he eats this fish dish and he eats table scraps and, and he, you know, goes on walks every day and, you know, he lives with other animals and it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine and good. But I want to know specifically what vegetables the dog eats, how much the dog eats, does the dog self-select, does the dog, you know, um, you know, how often does the dog eat these things? What's the soil like? And it's just sort of like there's there's the questions that the average dog owner is like, oh, okay, organic vegetables. And then there's the questions like you and I have that are like, no, 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 we need to talk. Yeah, and um, <laughs> How I want to know. I want to know. And, and I felt like such – like I was hammering in on this. And I never did get answers to any of my questions. I didn't really expect to, but I was kind of hoping – because it's just sort of like there's so many things that I just find all of this is so fascinating, um, especially, you know, looking at different areas of the world or, you know, because like, one question I have is like, does the family have Wi-Fi? You know, do they live beneath power lines? I mean, there are so many things, I mean, external to the dog, you know, I don't know, because it could just simply be the dog has really good DNA. And nothing else has to do with it. Or, you know, when was the dog spayed? Or it's a boy. So when was the dog neutered? Um, I just, I have, I still, every time I think about this dog, more questions pop up. And it's just like, I'm so surprised that obviously I I doubt that a lot of veterinarians, you know, have a a lot of spare time to fly down, fly over to Portugal (laughs) to meet this dog and comb through their veterinary records. But I was just sort of like, I'm surprised that, veterinarians didn't fly to Portugal and comb through the (laughs) veterinarian records. It's just, I just think it's just all of that is so fascinating just when we learn these things, but it's all, um, what's the word, you know, comprised in these little tiny one-off conversations that we're all having with each other here and there, rather than this big wide conversation that needs to be had. And it's, it's, it's kind of a bummer. So we're almost done. I have TV talk. All right. Go for it. Okay. So I listen, I watch movies on the plane. Okay. So I'm like this weird movie watcher when I'm on the plane and I'm so grateful that each seat has its own movie and I don't have to share it with anyone because one, I'll watch a movie. And if it's not really hitting for me, um, I'll just find another movie. So I'm like, I finished one movie and I was partly finished with another movie, but I still need to finish it. And I'm sure I'll find it on streaming somewhere. But I also spent like the last hour of my flight or last 30 minutes of my flight. So, you know, when they are like, okay, we're going to descend. So the last 30 minutes of my flight, I just watched the endings of movies. I would just put them on and fast forward. So like (laughs) I watched the ending of bring it on. And so the whole competition and I watched the ending of um, Legally Blonde and I watched, I mean, you name it. Um, I watched the ending of um, 27 Dresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched, so I watched a part where she shows up all the dresses and then I fast forwarded to the end. Oh, I fast forwarded to the part where she totally blasted her sister at the engagement party and then I went to, so I basically went to the parts and I went to. Like the highlights. Yeah. So yes, I did that, but I watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie.
1: Oh, I didn't even know there was one there is
0: a dungeon is it like new or yeah, oh. and I don't know anything about Dungeons and Dragons other than it's a board game, and people really get into it um, Tim
1: my my husband has a coworker who's like obsessed with it and like anytime they have any kind of downtime, he's like on Reddit he's in forums he's on Dungeon and Dragon things, and
0: Tim's like, this is a grown ass man <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's fascinating. And since I didn't have that, I didn't know, like, I just watched it as a movie. So I'm I'm watching the movie and, and I'm just like, I have no idea what anything means. So I'm just, I watched it as a movie. And it was kind of a cute movie. It was, you know, it was, it was kind of slow. Definitely would have been pissed if I saw it in the theater. <laughs> because it, I would have probably, I wouldn't have gotten up and left. But I would have wanted to because it was boring. And it took me two flights to watch the whole thing. So I watched, yeah, I took, watch part of it on the flight down. And then I was just like, I can't. And I went and watched um, Blade, which I've watched a million times, but I I love Blade. Yeah. I've watched that anytime. Yeah. Yeah. And then I came back on the flight and finished the movie and it was, it was cute. It was very predictable and it was cute.
1: Tim, when back when people used to burn CDs, Tim had this driving mix CD, and it had like the song from the club scene at the beginning yeah. of
0: Blade. You know, I, I can't. I I'm not going to do it, but I have it in my head. The yeah, yeah, I have it in my head. <laughs> and now what I love. I, I mean, I. It's so funny because I got a kick out of that movie because that was back when you bought DVDs and you listened to the, um, the like the directors. The directors. Yeah. Or the commentary, yeah, the director's commentary. And I think Blade was part of it. And he was horrible. It was just sort of like, please don't ever allow <laughs> Wesley Snipes to do a director's commentary, please. Um, but it was just, I love the, um, what is it? Tracy Lords was, you know, in the beginning. Yes, yes. And she was so awesome. And I, I think her husband, like when she's going in there taking the human guy, um, her husband was the doorman oh, um, that okay. she was yelling at, at in her husband in real life, I think. If I remember that correctly, but I was just like, this is it was so well done, and that guy I don't remember his the actor's real name, but um, um, Deacon Frost. That was like such an excellent bad guy, just so fun, and I just like you. You can't go wrong with Blade, yeah. but I would like to just put a caveat out there, and I think I might have said this when I came back from Super Zoo, Sex in a City should not be on planes. I just don't think it's appropriate. Because people can see through your seat and see what you're watching. The person next to you can see what you're watching. A lot of this time I spent on a plane that I was bored, I would just look at other people's screen and try to figure (laughs) out what they were watching. I would totally do that. And it was fun. (laughs) And just like, oh, I know what they're watching. It was like this little game show for me. And I just, I was watching... It was the first season. I think it was the second episode of the first season where it was like the, where, you know, addicted to models episode. Mm, Yeah. And there's a lot of sex, like a lot of sex. And it's so inappropriate where there's a guy who recorded sex with these women without them knowing. I mean, like like, everything that we've learned over the past five years (laughs) That for some reason we we're just like, oh, Sex in the City is awesome back then. It's just, it should not be on a plane. It's just yeah. inappropriate.
1: I remember, you know, Tim and I, I don't think I ever had HBO. Like my parents never had HBO. And so when I started dating Tim and he had HBO, I was like so excited because I wanted to watch Sex in the City. I think it had already been out for like a year or two when I met him. And at some point, either my parents got HBO or maybe they started showing it on like E or like one of those other, like they syndicated it. And I, you know, my mom would hear me talk about it. And then she's like, Oh, I, let's watch this. And then all of a sudden, when you're
0: watching it with your mom, you yes. realize like how much sex you is just, you it? J- exactly. That's just it. It's oh I never God. thought about it. I mean, even now I was I, I watch it. And I laugh because it's just like, no wonder the first season of And Just Like That was so terrible because, I mean, they were they were handcuffed. I mean, they did six seasons of just really inappropriate things, which I it, I, it still doesn't bother me. It was at the time and stuff, but it's horrible when you know, like when you're sitting on the plane and the guy sitting next to you looks over at your screen and there's, Basically, porn going on. <laughs> it's just really uncomfortable, and just, just like no, I can't watch this.
1: So I saw on your social media that you have been watching Sex Education, oh, and so Tim and I are watching the new season of that also. And that's another one. I mean, it's just Tim and I in our house,
0: and sometimes I'm like, oh my god, like covering my eyes. <laughs> oh my I finished. I'm not it. old enough to watch this. <laughs> I think I finished it Monday night. And um, it's such a good show. And I'm really sad because I don't know if, where are you in sex education? Um, Okay. I won't. It doesn't even matter because people are listening. There is a character that isn't part of the cast. It's a new character and they are interacting with, I never remember names, but um, gosh, I really wish I remember people's names, but the, the black, gay kid Mm -hmm. eric eric that so she's interacting with her well in real life she's married to pacey from dawson's creek (laughs) and they just broke up oh so yeah long story short and i know i i don't know these people nor am i invested in their relationship but whenever actors that i really like break up it doesn't really care to me like that their marriage might have been shit or anything. I'm just like, oh, you guys are so perfect. And the only reason why I think they're perfect is because I think she's so their freaking beautiful. Are. And yeah, and I love Pacey and I love Fringe. And it's just like I just feel so sad.
1: Oh, is that the Dawson's Creek? Or I'm sorry, Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Okay, I've never seen Dawson's Creek, but I know who he is. Yeah, from Fringe. Yeah, from Friends. Yeah, I was totally in love with him
0: on Friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just I loved him on everything that he does. He was on I think the the affair, which was I think it was on on YouTube or not on YouTube HBO. on Showtime. Was it on Showtime? I it was, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was on Showtime. Yeah. And you know, he was on there and I don't even really remember. I know he was someone's husband. But I only reason why I watched The Affair was because Joshua Jackson was going to be on it. And when he was not really on it anymore, I kind of didn't watch it. I, I just sort of like, okay, well, I'm dead then. I took a break from friend, Fringe. He's very handsome. He is. I love him. They have a child. I feel bad. I mean, I feel the same way about like there's the, um, the Jonas brother. I don't know the brothers, but one of the Jonas brothers is married to the woman from Game of Thrones. Oh, really? Because that's how actors are to me. They aren't real people. They're the characters they play. And so they're breaking up. And apparently it's terrible. It's a terrible- Is it the Khaleesi? That's the only- No, um, the sister. I never
1: watched Game of Thrones. All I know is the Khaleesi.
0: Well, she was the sister. And then she was also the young Jean Grey in the new X-Men movies.
1: I didn't see that either.
0: (laughs) Well, so, and it's a terrible, it's a terrible breakup. It's horrible. And it's just like, oh, that's too bad. That's sad. But no, well, such is life. (laughs) Yeah. But that, yeah, that was my, my warning. Delta, please take Sex and the City off of the plane. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I would never watch that.
1: I'm (laughs) like, oh my God. I'm like.
0: (laughs) That was a big mistake on my part. And I, and I didn't even watch too much of it but i was just like and it was it's a really funny episode too but it's just like oh no yeah that's an interesting interesting choice there delta
1: (laughs) i mean (laughs) could could you imagine i mean oh my god
0: the kid and that might be sitting behind you i mean yeah oh my
1: god (laughs) (laughs) like if you had some like you know 14 year old boy sitting next to you or something oh my god his eyes will be like popping out of his head
0: (laughs) Like, and I was like, I'm this, oh, it was just, yeah, it's not, it's not appropriate. And then there was a, um there's a, what's it called? A, I have no words today, apparently, but there's a, a movie where it's the contract killers and there's these, these contract killers and they're all trying to kill each other, but it stars the guy, one of the stars from Crazy Rich Asians, the the main love interest from Crazy Rich Asians. And so I started watching that, but. I didn't finish it. But speaking of, um, b- speaking of back to um, the Dungeons and Dragons movie, it, it was funny. And the guy that was in Bridgerton, the first season of Bridgerton, the love interest there, I don't remember his name, but I just know it's French. He was really funny. That's all. <laughs> That's all. You're I, welcome, everyone. I'm pretty sure I will never watch the Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you do... It's a movie you can just have on in the background and you'll still understand. <laughs> you won't like miss anything. It's really, it was really the perfect airplane movie. I mean, <laughs> I, I might watch it again. Like if it's on TV, I might, you know, tune in and watch it. But I think if I would have gone to the theater to watch it, I would have been like, what the hell is happening? But I was, was happening.
1: talking to somebody a couple of months ago and they were like, so you work full time and you do these two podcasts and you're doing all this stuff. And they're like, Oh my God, like, how do you have time for all this? And I realized, well, I watch like no movies (laughs) and like barely any TV because I'm always editing podcasts. So if you're sitting here going, Oh my God, Aaron hasn't seen anything. That's why.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then me on the other hand is like, guess what I've watched. (laughs) Everything. (laughs)
1: I also read a lot. When I do have downtime, I read a lot. I've read like 200 books this year, but most of them are like silly crime novels that,
0: you know, are like dumb and don't you know. I sure miss the days when we used to get points and we could win something for the number of books that we read? Like a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now we just get some clout on Goodreads or something. But I would—I didn't want to sign up for Goodreads because I felt embarrassed by some of my book choices and I didn't want people to know.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't want anybody to know what I'm
0: reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like it's none of your business what I'm reading. But, yeah. it's like sometimes I do I'll- like
1: the – Kindle, the Kindle app will do these like competitions, and it's like, oh, you read every day this week, and you get a star, and you know things like that. And I had a really good streak going, and then i I broke it a couple months ago, and so I've literally read every day this whole year except one (laughs) (laughs) on my Kindle app. That I might still have read like a physical book because sometimes I get sent physical books to read for the podcast and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm still usually reading it, even if it's not on.
0: I'm impressed. I'm very impressed. Well, my friend, it was great catching up with you. All right. Until next week, everybody. See you guys later.